Hey, how you guys doing? This is Diego, and we are doing episode two of Sad Dad and Friends. Featuring today, a good buddy of mine, his name is Isaac. Go ahead, Isaac. Hey guys, how's it going? Alrighty, Isaac. So, let's go ahead and get get ourselves situated. Let's get comfy. Yeah, man. And I uh, just want to start off by saying that I really do appreciate you taking the time to be here. I know that uh, it, it's not easy, you know, you, you're working, you're spending time with your family, and yet you, you managed to find the time to be here and be a part of this episode. And I mean, I just want you to know that from, from the bottom of my heart, it means a lot to me, okay? Yeah, anytime. No, it's, it's important. So let's, <clears throat> let, let's, let's go ahead and start off with, you know, telling me about your day, man. You know, well, how was your day today? It was, it was pretty good. I mean, um... I'm resigning from a job in just under three weeks and then going to visit my family in New Zealand for Mm. two months. Mm. Um, So today was just continuing, trying to get some of the new guys up to speed. We got a new hire today, just out of the blue, literally. (laughs) Is that to replace you? Um, Just someone else, because for the longest time it was me and the other guy. Mm. Uh, We're just the two of us and there's just so much work on. Which is fine. I don't. I don't. I never let it affect me. It's just you. You do what you can. You work as hard as you can during the day. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't have enough time, it's like, hey. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you can only do so much. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I try not to burn the candle at both ends, but you know. Right. Right. Um. So today was today was actually pretty easy. Um. Hasn't been a lot of easy days lately, just in terms of work. What do you but, mean? Um, Oh, just uh, normally like there's a lot on or like halfway through the day, it's like, hey, yo, we've got a service call. Go do this thing. And it'll either be something brand new that I have to kind of try and figure out or um, try and teach someone else what to do. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was good today. Yeah, it was good today. Um, yeah. yeah, we went out for lunch at the end of the day and I was just trying to bring the new guy up to speed and give him a few documents and files and stuff. But yeah, I can't really complain much. Honestly. Hey, by the way, cheers, mate. Cheers, dude. So I guess it's technically Aussie, not Kiwi, but yeah, yeah, you know, it, it is. If anyone's listening, hit us up if you get the reference. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, so just just a quick um, quick overview. So last week's episode, yeah, yeah. my buddy Tyson, he he was able to do this out in Washington while he's in Washington. Oh, beautiful! Right, and today we have my buddy, good buddy of mine, Isaac. He's here in Las Vegas with me, and and we're able to do this in person. Thank God. Yeah, and so. Kind of to give give the audience a background, um, you mentioned Kiwi, so you're from New Zealand, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So how how you like being here in the states? It's different. Yeah. And I'll be honest. Before meeting my wife, who's American from Las Vegas, um, America wasn't on my radar of places to visit, at least right. before Vegas. But um, yeah, America is very different. Uh, we have a well, my um, married into family has family scattered around the uh, the west coast. So mm. I've seen parts of Montana and Utah and California, and they're all, they're all beautiful in their own unique ways. I've grown to love uh, Vegas just from like the mountains and the sunrises and the sunsets. I've seen oh, yeah. been just phenomenal. Oh, absolutely! Um, Nothing like a good, beautiful desert sunset. Yeah, you know? and I will admit some of the misconceptions <laughs> people have with Vegas just being hot all the time. It can get better. Oh yeah, like, flip, it can get cold. <laughs> yeah, you know? the weather, the, the weather, the past yeah. couple of days have been crazy, man. Yeah. And it, uh, the other day, 
we were uh, driving up the hill to a job and it was snowy enough that I almost didn't make it. And then coming back down, it had frozen. And so there was a few people that had crashed. Minor stuff. Minor stuff. One of the guys, they actually ran out of stuff to do. They were waiting on change orders and money to come in. Mm. And they had to pack them and go back to Arizona. But they picked up their tool trailer. They came down and they must have spun. And they were waiting and they couldn't get traction. Oh, geez. Eventually, by about 2 o'clock, they got someone in with a truck full of salt. And it was fine. But, yeah. That day was a bit of a write-off. I think it was last season. <coughs> we're, not, we're not prepared for that kind of weather. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Vegas, like, what, is, what is ice? What is that? Yeah, what is ice? What is rain? You know, yeah, even yeah. when it rains, everyone's like, oh, my God, especially with all the streets flooding I know, everywhere, dude. I know. Everyone slows down or spins out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the morning was nice. We just threw, threw a few snowballs around. Yeah, okay. It was okay. pretty rare. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, tell me, you you mentioned, yeah. you know, you and Christy. Mm-hmm. You know, you how, how did you guys meet, man? So, she was studying health and exercise science here in America, and then I think it was a school, there's like, what do they call it, like a mother school or a parent school in Lismore in Australia. Oh, wow. And she moved over because it was going to be cheaper, faster, Oh, kind of like, like an international transfer student yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, so, she went over there, and she ended up meeting some, a lady, I think, in the school, like in the cafeteria, and she noticed she seemed different, and she ended up belonging to the same... Um, ecclesia, which is just it's a it's a different way from the Bible of saying the mm. word church, but we like to use that. It just sets us apart from mm. rest of Christianity. Um, but she she noticed she was different. She got friendly with her and found out she she went to like a a local church or ecclesia. And, hey, can I come along? Because mm. she used to um, be a Methodist here in Vegas, and it basically went from there. She was going through and she noticed that it was quite different to what she was used to and she could ask questions and get answers very easily. Mm. And she ended up going through what we call baptism classes before you get baptized. Okay. And she sent all the material back to her mom in Vegas and she actually, they both were, you know, they, they knew a lot mm. and she actually flew over, her mom flew over to Lismore and they both got baptized at the same time. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then because of that, her mom went back home, you know, here to Vegas and Christy moved to New Zealand just to, honestly, just do a bit of traveling. Right. Um, and she started off down in Queenstown and Wanaka where there's a lot of skiing. Christy's family does a lot of skiing, that kind of thing. Okay. And um, she, like, traveled her way up, and she found a girl's flat at the ecclesia I belong to. And um, funnily enough, initially, the girls that I grew up with in my meeting or ecclesia, they... They didn't think of me as like a first choice, like, oh, Isaac, but no, they thought of someone else who's actually married now to some other lady. Mm. But um, the first time we met, she didn't, she doesn't really remember noticing me, whereas I did. <coughs> it's mm. just kind of funny. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much the next week or two, I spent every evening after work at the girl's flat. And the first date that we had, I wasn't aware it was a date because there was a, you know, kind of like a Christian rule at the girls' fight. Like, you can't be alone. A girl and a guy can't be alone. Like, that's, right. It's not yeah. a bad idea, it isn't? Because I'm sure a lot of you listening, like, realize, you know, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and we yeah, went out yeah. to dinner, and I thought it was just like, oh, we can't be alone at home, so we've got to be alone at a dinner with other people. Mm. And that was pretty much the first date. Really? And very soon after, I just, like, knew we had so much in common, love of kids, love of things of the Bible, and just things in general, and... Yeah, uh, we got engaged maybe 
a year or so later. We had a bit of a longer engagement, mainly because of visa things. Mm-hmm. Christy could have moved to New Zealand a lot sooner, but it would have. I can't remember the details now. It would have pushed things out. So we have a we had a bit of a long distance. The longest stint was maybe nine months. Oh, how was with, that? It was challenging. It I was bet. broken up with me visiting America <coughs> for the first time in 2016 for three months. Oh wow! Um, and it was basically you she, visited here, right? Yeah, back in yeah. 2016. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was basically she would go to bed and I would get up and vice versa. So we were basically playing like phone tag, like hey, I'm listening to your messages, reply to them. That was when WhatsApp was first. Oh, dude, that must be it was crazy. It's just like holding down, like hey babe, this is what I did, like and trying to remember, it. and then going back and listening to her stuff and trying to reply, and like oh yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, it was it was tough, like and I know I've I've spoken to other. Older I mean, couples. you guys used to also Skype too, right? Yeah, we did video chat. We did all of yeah. that. Um, Back when Skype was still a thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then WhatsApp and other apps they had video chatting in it. Mm-hmm. It was it was a lot better than than other stories. I've talked to other older couples and way before technology was a thing, and they had to send letters and this and that. So it was. It was brutal, but at least it it's, wasn't... It was manageable. You know, yeah, it was you can, manageable. There you go. You can do it. Um, like, if you love the person enough, you can you can do it. So but, talk um, to me about how things was, are going with, with with your family now. How are things now? Pretty good. Yeah. Um, you mean family here or just worldwide? Uh, your close family. Family here. Okay, so... Um, so, yeah, mom and pops just flew off this morning. They're going to visit her mom. Um... <coughs> Gurga, great grandma. Mm-hmm. She's getting her knee surgery on Thursday, so that's going to show some support for a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, things are going pretty good. I mean, there are times when I complain and bitch, and then times when I don't because I go, you know, like it's for anyone that's with family, it's it's tough. Like it is. Like, um, and maybe me having grown up like living more at home, maybe that kind of affects it a little bit. But um So for all the listeners Yo <laughs> You I'm rambling, so no, 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 you're good. <laughs> you're good. I haven't even had much alcohol yet, so whoa. <laughs> so Damn. so you used to live uh you would you say very independently when you lived in New Zealand? Um for the independently la- in the sense of for maybe, the last few years. Like yeah. my, my parents had a an adjoined flat that my wife and I lived in, and we were we were pretty independent. We would occasionally have group dinners, but it was pretty much just the two of us. Right. Okay. Um, and compared to what you have now, which is living with her parents, mm. um, but there are pros and cons. Like it's a small house. You know, the father-in-law is old, and his memory's not great. Um, the mother-in-law is yeah. That must be tough, man. The mother-in-law is a little bit younger, but you know she's set in her ways too. There's a lot of similarities between my parents and her parents in terms of. <coughs> you know, the older generation collecting stuff and the things that they do. And I think in my head, I had the idea that, you know, we'd move out. And even mm-hmm. though we were staying with her parents just to save money and stuff, and, and honestly, we've saved so much money. We have a, a brand new car. We wouldn't have been able to buy a brand new car. Definitely a positive. staying with her. Right. And there's a, a lot of... A pro, a pro yeah, for like sure. being able to save to go and visit family in New Zealand mm-hmm. twice now. Go willing. Um, Especially here in Las Vegas, man, with the way the rent is, I, I don't, know. you know. I keep it, hearing from friends at work. It's, it's nuts. ridiculous, man. I don't it's know ridiculous. How people do it. You know, I really I, don't. I, I, one, 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 one minute I'm hearing a buddy of mine, his rent is, you know, let's say for numbers' sake, it's fourteen hundred a month. Right. And then he gets a notice that his lease is going up by like three hundred, four hundred dollars. Whenever the lease ends, and it's just like, no yo, way. what, bro? Like, how is it that people can even afford this? I don't know. 
And so, yeah, 100% a blessing that you're yeah. able to live with her parents, no, right? No, it is. It, it really is. Um, that both of you are able to live with her parents. And there's like there's a ton of other blessings if we want to just nick out to go shopping for a date or go out for a date. Yeah, because you can just have grandma and grandpa take care of the kids. Yeah, you know. And then you, like can, you and Chrissy can go do whatever you guys want to go do. Yeah, yeah. But on the other end of that, I mean, at the same, on the same, in the same <laughs> coin... But on the other side of it's, that coin... It's like a double-edged sword. Almost. It's a double-edged sword, right? Yeah. Because I, I mean, bet... We're well, where's, the, quarters, where's the privacy? It's it's tough. It's tough to get that. I mean, even with kids, but then you've got the mom and dad. And, like, we only have two bathrooms. One of them's, I guess, the ensuite to the master bedroom. But, um... I'm sure you would like to have your own space, your own bathroom. Not, yeah. You know. We're, we're sharing the bathroom, Christy and I, the boys, and the father-in-law. And the mother oh, has the other to herself because... Yeah. Reasons. Right. But, uh, well, I mean, the mother-in-law was a cat lady. Yeah. And like, I, I, I thought <laughs> I loved animals, and I do. And I've, I've butted heads with Christy a couple of times just over being... And she's, she's gotten to the similar kind of mindset as me, but... It, all right, let's be honest. It's challenging. Let's be honest. <laughs> what about it is challenging, Isaac? Being in a house filled with cats. Is it the smell? Is it the you know the amount of animals? Like what? What about it? Because I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that that have two or three cats, have maybe one cat, have maybe four <laughs> cats. You know, you name it. Yeah. You know, I sh- shit. I got three cats, right? Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, there's six cats. Apparently, years ago, there used to be nine or ten. Oh, jeez. One of them is the last of kind of. She's like she's very old. She's like eighteen. She was a dumpster kitty. What's her name? Uh, Tiggle. Tiggle Wiggle. Tiggle Wiggle. Yeah, she has that kind of stereotypical. I don't know, Japanese kind of moustache mouth that kind of looks like a, a cool moustache. That, literally, that's her face. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, like, if I were to get a tattoo of an animal, that would be it, just because she's hilarious. Her idea of fun is, you know, you, you give her a good scratch and she hisses, like, how dare you, but also keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, she's great. I think she just, she's spiting death and she's not going to die. So let me, so let me, let me put things yeah. into perspective then. Yeah, yeah. You don't have privacy... Because you got the the in-laws living there. It's a small house. It's and then small. on top of that, the lack of privacy from the animals. Because I'm sure these animals are everywhere, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And of course, the, the boys. I mean, James doesn't follow us around as much. But Watson is definitely running around the house now. Mm. So. Yo, that must, be, that, that must be challenging but rewarding at the same time. It really is. Um, and he's definitely advancing much quicker than James because he's got James to copy. Right. You know? Yeah, it's it's really cool. So talk to me about Watson. How, does, how does it make you feel to see him grow as much as he's growing? Because I feel like it's fantastic, and I just I, like you said it. Like he's 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 got James to follow, and because of that, he is just growing exponentially, man. I know, I know. And there's there's definitely times when well, pretty much every time I get home from work, and if I pop my nose in before I unload the van into the garage, um, damn, I'm saying an American now, garage. Garage. Um, if he sees me before I finished unloading, he'll like totter over to the front door, and if I don't immediately pick him up, it's like the end of the world. Mm. But um, he's so cute. I mean, he just turned one on the seventeenth of December. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he yeah just to see him grow i mean almost like every few days he does something more and he started off not really eating much food he was definitely a a booby milky monster but now mm-hmm. he's just pretty much anything we put in front of him he's like oh, i'm slowly gonna just make a mess all over my face <laughs> yeah it's very cute <clears throat> so talk to me you being specifically a boy dad yeah. how does that make you feel man Honestly, I've I haven't really thought about it. Like I know one of my sisters has all boys. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, another one has almost all boys. She's got four boys and a girl, and another has one boy and three girls. It's it's great, honestly, to see to see James starting off being like loving on Watson and then kind of like coming to grips with the fact that he's not leaving. Mm-hmm. And they have their rough and tumble times, but then overall, he's he's really great with them. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the kind of thing you don't really think about of how is an older one going to react? How are they going to adapt? Are they going to do it quickly, slowly? But it's just so amazing. And I think you not feel, to... You feel like James has adapted very well to He's adapted to very well. And I think, not to toot our horn, but it comes back to us, or we hope, you know. I mean, kids absorb everything by example. You know, they see you doing something, they'll do it. Whether it's right or wrong, they don't know. Right. But it's us actively... Like the gentle parenting we were talking about the other day. I know a lot of people think, oh, that's dumb and weird. It's like, well, that's all that means at the end of the day is that, like for me, it's like, okay, a hard smack or something is like the last resort. You're you're getting down on their level. And I know my best friend and his wife, they, they have a kid that just turned one. And they're in New Zealand right now at the moment, actually. Mm. Um, they, like example, they, if their kid Bo is crying at night, mm. admittedly different circumstance. They have their own house and they have their own room for their kid. We don't yet. Mm-hmm. But um, they'll do like the cried out technique. Mm. Um, we don't. Mm. Different different situations. We don't have our own beef for them, that kind of thing. But if, for all of our listeners, yeah, what, yeah. to you, Isaac, what does gentle parenting mean? Well, I haven't actually looked it up on the internet, but it's just... <sighs> what? It's how treating, do you it, define it? How do you define it? I would say treating them with love. Treating who? Your, your kids with love, but at the same time you're parenting them. So if they... Like, you know, you don't want them to grow up soft, but at the same time, if your kid is if your kid is screaming at night, whether it's like a nightmare or they wet the bed or whatever it is, I I feel from my own empathetic way that I, I couldn't just let them scream it out. Mm-hmm. And honestly, because, I mean, at the same time, we co-sleep with our kids. Mm-hmm. I know some people don't do that. You know, parenting mm-hmm. is like religion and politics. Yeah. Um, Everyone but, has a different way of But doing that's things. never been a problem. Right. Like, I would be the problem more of falling asleep super heavy and rolling on them, but Christy's a light sleeper anyway, and that got even worse with kids. Mm. And she just, the amount of stories she has of, you know, I've mumbled something, or she, like, slaps me away from rolling, <laughs> whatever, and I have zero <laughs> recollection of any of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, she Yo, could, tell me what, me too, me too. I don't remember shit. No, no, no way. Like, I, she could potentially <laughs> get a promise or something out of me and, I, and record it, and I just would, no, I wouldn't. Remember any of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, Christy's, Christy's so amazing. She really is. I, I, I'm actively these days trying to tell her how much I appreciate it, even though her love language isn't words of affirmation. What is it? Um, well, before kids, we actually probably need to do it again. Mm-hmm. It was quality time was number one, and 
physical touch. Mm-hmm. But because of kids, physical touch has dropped right down because of the whole big touched out. Oh, absolutely. Which, <clears throat> you know, me trying to understand. It's understandable, right? But at the same time, I was like, but I, I do, but I don't. What do you mean? Because I'm not touched out because I'm not sleeping with them. So I'm not with them during the day. So I don't, I don't get it because I feel like that wouldn't happen to me. But then maybe it would. Like if she went to work and I was, I probably would get touched out. Mm. But think about it. If they're all just like, you know, daddy, mm. daddy, dada, dada, mm. daddy, all day long, you get to the point where it's a bit like, you know, a little, like someone has a tap just on your leg drip dripping. Eventually you get annoying, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, yep. let's, let's include also mm. breastfeeding, right? I mean, that yeah. in of itself, I mean, that would make, if I was a woman, I would feel extremely touched out. <laughs> <laughs> and and coming from a guy who's a f- yeah. physical touch kind of guy because i think now this is just my my opinion yeah but i feel like a majority of men are physical touch love language kind of guys probably yeah. okay i know at least between you and i we're both physical touch oh yeah yeah right easily and and so it's just if i had again if i was a woman and i had a, a baby breastfeeding the last thing that I would want is to be touched by my man. Yeah. But that's not the case, obviously. How does that make you feel, man? It's I've I've gotten used to it. I've been a lot more. Does it mean that it's okay though? Some, no, and we've we've had a few interesting chats about it. Like what? Um, like we have some friends where uh, there's a couple, and she believes that whether she's in the mood or not, she just has to like let him. Have sex with her regardless. I'm like, yo, what? That's what. That's why. That's a bit. Um, yeah. Like not culty, but I mean, everyone has their own thing. <laughs> um, whereas I don't believe in that, and I've said this too before. Like, you know, I want us to have, you know, a lot regular sex, but but I I want you to want it. But at the same time, she said that you know she understands that generally men are more physical and. Like, women have that emotional relationship. Some men can, too. I'm a lot more emotional. Like, I'm the one that cries at movies, not her. I feel like you're a pretty emotional kind of yeah. guy. Yeah, but then... You not know, in a bad way, of course. Yeah, no, no. Um, but then again, she understands that need as well. And mm-hmm. um, and so I think this is where it comes we've, into, we've, like, a, it's a, a balancing act, isn't it? It is, and we've, we've tried to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's challenging, and I think at the end of the day, what would help so many relationships or marriages stay together is... Like, try and remember the person you fell in love with. Like, just try and think back to when you first saw them and, like, what captured, like, what magnetism or what attribute that drew you to them, whether it's just their body, and then later on, like, oh, wow, their character's amazing. Um, remember that. Like, remember, if you got married, remember your vows. Like, for us, divorce is not an option. The divorce rate in America is just phenomenally high. Was it like in New Zealand? Eh, it's probably not as high. Mm. I mean, it's, I don't actually know. Um, and a huge amount of that, I think, has to do with society and the way that, like, dating. Dating's bad. Mm. And I heard an interview that some guy, I forget <laughs> who it was, I don't think I saved the video, but um, the reason why he said dating is bad is that it has this idea that you can, like, particularly with college, you're like, oh, hey, date this chick, she's so hot. Oh, maybe she cheated on me. Oh, she did. Date this, or vice versa. This is constant, okay, oh, it's this new relationship feeling. It's new, like, relation. Oh, they love me. I love them. Oh, this other chick, though, cheat. And then it like, just, it all, 
it's not sustainable. It's like it's not long-lasting love. No, it's not. Whether Especially you, whether you believe in like godly love or not, which like that's where marriage and love <clears throat> comes from as God. Whether you believe it or not, mm. and so if you can, if you can find that, if you commit yourself to each other, sure, you know after that wedding lovey stage, you know you both have to actively work to keep that alive, and there are ups and downs, but remembering. Um. Damn, just lost my train of thought. <laughs> remembering, remembering who they are. Yeah, uh, rem- remembering that, like, just cut each other some slack. Yeah, there are times when it's like really easy, and I've seen videos of people <clears throat> that someone, a guy, comes home and he's like, "Babe, I'm at forty percent," and she's like, "It's okay, I've got you. I'm at eighty percent. Whatever, yeah. whatever works for you. Like, whatever works." Or if you come home and, like for me, I change the kids' diapers when I'm at home. But there are times when I'm super busy or I'm just tired and whatever it is. And like she she gets it and she just, she does it. Now, um, and you have that kind of rapport. You have that understanding. And just, just forgive each other. Yeah. Just, there's so much stuff that people get hung up on. Um, like years ago, me and my best friend, we did vineyarding in New Zealand. We were in this tiniest tent. Um... And some of the things he did just pissed me off. Like, he mm. would have this little thing with cutlery, and he'd put his toothbrush in with, like, the knives and forks. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm. We were stuck in this tent for, like, a month. Oh, it was a great experience, but, like, at the end of the day, those, even though <coughs> the, the little things are what make up the big things, the little things don't matter. Mm. Like, unless it does, like, they're, I don't know, I can't think of an example. Unless it's something that's vitally important that is, like, maybe fix that, but it, some things you just gotta let go man yeah just let go of their ego like i see too many people at work and online that just the ego and their pride is just so big Mm. and sometimes you just need to let it go even if they're wrong how do you let it go i try and pray a lot about it yeah i try and go okay like in the bible it says if you want to be forgiven Mm. you've got to forgive Mm -hmm. like under god if if you if you want to get down on knees or however you do it and you want to ask for forgiveness Mm. How can you ask for forgiveness if you don't give it? Mm. Like, honestly, mm, it's yeah. that simple. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, whether you're religious or not, it's, it's the same kind of philosophy. It's, you've you've got you've to be what you want to get. or You um, put in what you, you, you get what you put in, yeah, essentially. You know, yeah. If you want to be loved, if you want to be forgiven, because we're all human, we, f- we fail yeah. pretty much 24-7. Absolutely. Just, just be that positive change. Be the, the love and the forgiveness that you would like back, and, and I'm sure if like if they love you the same way, they'll do the same back to you. Um, yeah, yeah. But then of course it's easy to say all that, and there are rough days, and there are easy days. Tell me about a rough day. <sighs> Tell me about a rough day because here I am having a difficult time, wrapping my mind around how. You're tired. Because you just got home from work. Yeah. Now, this is just me being devil's advocate, all right? Yeah. Let's just say you don't have the energy to change some diapers. Yeah. Because you're that tired from work. How does it make you feel knowing that you're that tired and you tell Christy, Hey, Christy, you know what? I just, I need, I need 30 minutes. I need an hour to just recharge. While she's been at home all day, 
And then she has changed those diapers because you weren't at a, not a hundred percent, but maybe your yeah. cup wasn't where it's, where yeah. it was at. Like, how does that make you feel, man? I feel like, I feel like there's give and take. I feel like there are days when that's okay. And not to play like the man card, you've got to suck it up. But then there are days when you just have to suck it up. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to, it's like, um, I try to go to bed early, but you know, sometimes things happen and you go to bed at nine or 10 or 11, or if I'm dumb and on my phone, you know, 12. And then Chris is like, I woke you up and you're on your phone. Anyway. Right. Um, and you know, I get up between four, four thirty and go to work. Um, sometimes, sometimes. Does it make you feel like a piece of shit because, because you need that extra time to recharge? I guess, but at the same time, I mean, you just got to cut yourself some slack. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as you're having those open conversations, um, like I, it's okay, man. We all have those hard days. Yeah. Like I, I remember. Tell me, tell me, what do you remember? Years ago when we were first dating, um, I haven't mentioned it to her for a while and she probably suspects that I still does it, but I think she cares. I don't think she does. I feel like she said that before, but it's been so long since we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a van in New Zealand. I, we went out kind of for a dinner date and then I had a mattress and flowers and stuff in the van and we were just cuddling and making a lot a lot a little bit and then I just like it had been eating me up for like a long time and I still struggle with it. I'm sure a lot of guys do. Girls too. But I admitted to like my porn addiction. Mm. Um I know my best friend, he's I won't say he's dealt with that. He's he's tried to deal with it. He's gone to classes and things and it even despite being married, that's not a fixer, right? Because mm. um, it's your own thing, not theirs. Um, that's probably one of the biggest things, particularly being a parent. That's that's hard, no yeah. pun intended. Um, <laughs> right? I was trying to lighten the mood, y'all. <laughs> oh shit! Right, right. Yeah. But um, yeah, ding. But, <laughs> um, but when you're like in the moment doing your thing when you probably shouldn't be, and like the guilt of hearing like little feet or knowing your wife is like ten feet that way or twenty feet the other way. But I mean, I mean, look, man, let's let's be honest. Look, man, in your situation with the lack of privacy, yeah, the, the, the amount of space you guys currently have, it's not wrong, bro. Like you have your needs, too. Yeah. And sometimes they can't be satisfied by the traditional way. Right. Yeah. And, and that's OK, man. Like if you want to go ahead and take your you know, five minutes or maybe 15 minutes in the, sh- in the shitter. <laughs> however, <laughs> however long it may or may not take, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, we all need that little pick-me-up, right? Yeah. And in your circumstance, like, you, you said it yourself, man. You got to cut yourself some slack, bro. Yeah, like, it, no. it's it's not wrong. I don't, I don't think porn is wrong. Porn is not wrong. It's it's when it gets to the point where obsession 
becomes reality. Yeah. Where then it becomes wrong. Where we as men or women, we we tend to view porn and then expect that kind of reality. Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen. No. And I, I hear of so many stories of young adults, if you can call them that, young kids that are doing things. And a lot of the women are just to try and please them because they see that or hear it. And they think that's normal. I was like, yo, that's not normal. That is not normal. What are you doing? I even, there was a guy at work who was talking about someone that, this feels weird even saying it, but um, the whole cuck or whatever. Oh, cuckold? How how do some men, I guess women, how is that even okay with you? Like if, if you, if, if you love that person, that just doesn't sit with me. I get some people have their different things, but that... Like, and I think this yo, is where... <laughs> what the hell, wait, wait, hold up. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> I think this is where everyone's definition of what love means differs, right? You love your wife, <sighs> and based on what I feel like your love means... Yeah. You wouldn't be okay with that. But other people might love their partner enough to be okay with those kinds of things. And that that doesn't mean it's bad. That's just their definition of what love slash making love slash having sex might mean to them. Right? Is it weird? I'm yeah. not going to say it's weird. I think it's more... No, it's pretty weird. <laughs> and look, like, from my point of view, my point of view... Yeah, 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 what is it? Probably the vast majority of everyone else is very different. Because it's not mine. It's God's point of view. Okay. Like, God's point of view of, like, love and marriage is between a man and a woman. Okay. His kind of love is... Even though some people might <clears throat> pick and go, Hey, there's some people that had multiple wives and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but that was then, thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. Polygamy isn't, I guess, uh, condoned by God anymore. Okay, what about what about open marriage? What about um, define open marriage? Open marriage, based on what I feel like it means, is you know both partners in the relationship in the married relationship are okay with both of them seeing other people. No. No. Never. No. Okay. Why would you even marry them if you were going to go and have intercourse with someone else? What is wrong with you? Mm. I think it's like it's like people that get married or date and they break up and date and break up. Like, look, either stay together or go to go be happy by yourself. Right. But the, I think another part and parcel of the whole society of divorce or breaking up is the fact that no one like, knows what they want. Well, they're not happy with themselves. Like Christy and I, we weren't looking for anyone. Neither mm. of us were looking for someone else. Mm-hmm. Like I was getting into building. She was. You know, she was doing a thing at the girl's flat and doing some studying and probably eventually going to find a job doing health and exercise science, which she still doesn't have a job in yet because life happens. Right, of course. But, um, <laughs> right. But um, there's this whole culture around, I need someone else to be happy. Mm. It's like, well, how can you bring happiness to that relationship if your happiness is dependent on them? Mm. Be happy with yourself. Mm-hmm. 
work on yourself, what are you <coughs> going to call it, go off to Nepal, like meditate, whatever, like be, be happy and content by yourself. Mm. And then if you want someone else, go and find someone or God will provide someone for you, you know? Mm. And that's pretty much what happened with us. We weren't looking and then all of a sudden like, yo, American, Vegas, okay, here we right, go. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, right. it was uh, like, it was a roller coaster, but like God had it all mapped out. Mm. You know, I can look back now and see little things that happened that... You know, I never would have thought if someone had said, hey, in 10 years' time, you're going to be living in Vegas, in America, with two boys, married for, you know, seven years, being almost 10 years with a woman. Would you what? Yeah, no. No. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, I barely know what's going to happen five minutes from now, to be <laughs> honest, man. That's true. No, you've got to live in the moment as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so, just just being devil's advocate yeah, here, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, roll it up. Let's say... You do take the time to find yourself. And what if when you find yourself, mm. you're okay with... Not 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 going to say polygamy, but let's say going back to that topic, open marriage, open relationship. What if that's who you are? What if, what if when you take the time to find yourself, you come to the realization... Mm that you can't commit well i guess i i would is that okay my first knee-jerk reaction would be maybe there's something maybe there's some mental uh imbalance going mm. on because i mean i grew up with a, a dad that had bipolar to some degree never got diagnosed i'm pretty sure like we've talked before yeah i have something on the spectrum um so i've i've seen different degrees of mental mentalness for mm -hmm. sure um but for someone <coughs> to say like well, that's okay and that's what fulfills their needs to jump from one relationship to another relationship to another relationship and let, let's say like meaningless sex because i mean if you're jumping from one relationship to the other like what is it that's fulfilling your need if that's what you want to call it like a requirement like what what is it that changes from relationship to relationship like why are you jumping between them hmm. my first thing would be like oh it's fresh and new and exciting and i'm sure it is you know yeah, like that absolutely. new exciting love thing but well that's not sustainable you can't do that indefinitely i know some people do I and they look at like iron man like oh i get all these like women like playboys like but that's that's not a good role model the one that's not godly i know tons of people I, I, I can't not bring God into it because that's me. That's that's who I am, um, for better or worse. Right. Even though I fail so frequently. And and how do you um, feel about failing, man? It's a journey. Like, mm. I've... For the longest time, I had this weird concept of, like, what was fair and, like, uh, the meaning of forgiveness. And my idea of fairness was, like, very human. Mm -hmm. Like I was, whenever there would be something weird at work or someone was, something bad was happening to them and I would feel the need to like intervene and try and right the wrong. I was like, well, one, is that my place? Two, like is it the fairness of like man or the fairness of God? Because I know so many people probably don't really buy into the whole God thing properly. But God's idea of what's right and wrong is so different to what everyone else says. Because even in the world, like we've been talking about, it's like, hey... You know, you do what you want to do as long as it doesn't hurt someone. It's like, well, how can you have... I feel like this is a little bit of a deeper subject, but hey. 
how can you have like a hundred different rights and wrongs? Um, that that doesn't it just doesn't work. It's like math or maths. You know, it's like there's you add numbers together and you get a number. Sure, there's a couple of different ways you can get there, but it's pretty much you add a number and you get a different number. Yeah. How can we as a society be different? How can we go? Oh, you know, there's. Is, you know, you can go out and do this, or you can go out and do the other thing, and go out and do that, and this and that, and it's like all over the mor- the morality spectrum, but they're all okay. Mm. There's so much that I I can't explain properly, but that simply that doesn't work. I know a lot of people will say no. It's like the whole woke movement. I saw a little cartoon strip, and there was a kid talking to his dad about, hey, like what's what's up with um. Like this woke stuff, I'm like well, basically we're um we're all pretending that you know you can be a giraffe at school mm. until one day that's like we can't pretend anymore, and then we don't. Mm. I mean that's what's happening. What's wrong with pretending? There's nothing wrong with pretending, but they don't pretend all the way. Like think mm. about it. Like if you want to be a cat at school, like well cats don't go to school. Right. So go home. You can't wear any clothes. You got to wear you use a litter box. <coughs> You don't get a phone. You don't get internet, Wi-Fi. You don't get anything. Can I put a collar around you? Sure, but then that's like a <laughs> fetish. And if you're like seven or like ten, that's like maybe a little bit weird. Right, um, right, right. Like they haven't thought it all through. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, oh, and like a fifteen-year-old dude is generally going to be suspected to be stronger than a fifteen-year-old woman. Yeah. So like for him to pretend to be a woman, like if I had a daughter. And I found out that kind of thing was happening. I'd be furious. Well, okay. I'm like, no, you like this. It's happened before, and the reports that a lot of the young girls they they either aren't allowed to say what they want to feel, mm-hmm. and the feeling that like there's a guy just there, a guy in inverted commas stripping down naked, watching us try and cover up so he can't see our nakedness mm-hmm. because he's pretending and he's beating us. And some of these women, some of these young girls, are like really good at track and race. They're really good at high jump. But, you know, if there's a guy that's just, even just a normal guy, but he's, you know, he's quite strong, he's going to generally beat them. Mm. There's always exceptions to the rule. Absolutely. But he's going to beat them. And then afterwards, he's like, I'm a guy now. Like, Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. It's, it's ludicrous. Are you guys going to keep on trying until you get a girl? Yeah, I'd love to have a girl. Yeah? I mean, uh, Chrissy has a bunch of Cinderella stuff. Yeah. Um... I know that. Do you genuinely want a girl? I would love a girl. I, really? I don't know how it would really make me feel. I feel like it would make me feel different. I'm re- I'm really close to James and Christy and James and Watson. I I feel like I shouldn't, but maybe because James was the first one. I feel cheers. Cheers. Cheers, mate. I feel. I don't want to use the favorite word, but I have. Oh, it's so hard. Come on, say it. I, I feel like James is my favorite, but then like I'm when Watson comes up to the screen door and starts banging on it, and I have to carefully open it, and he's a lot better now at holding himself up, like not leaning in and falling over, and pick him up, and he then he pulls my hat off and wears it, and he's silly, and I just melt. But James is your favorite. Yeah, he's very cute. Is he your favorite because he's your first? I guess. I mean, I don't think there's really any other reason. I mean, I love them both. Right. Is it wrong for you to have a favorite? I guess not. I mean... I don't think there wrong? is. No. I think we're all allowed to have favorites. Yeah. I would I would love to have a girl, though. Would you? Um, I know Christy would love to have what one. What would you name her? 
Yo, I'm bad with names, man. <laughs> I was bad with... I'm the... As for as emotional as I am, and I keep telling, yo, I'm the youngest, I've got four sisters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was really crappy with <laughs> with names for both her boys. <laughs> Christy had all these names. She had it all lined up. Um, I was surprised when she suggested my middle name for Watson. So What's your Watson, middle name? No, sorry, my first name. So ah. Watson's name is Watson Isaac Slattery. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um... Uh, that must have been an honor. Yeah, that was. I wasn't expecting that. Oh, really? Wait, what? Does James have a middle name? Uh, James is well because of in honor of Matt, her late uh, brother. Oh, yeah. I mean, Matt's name was um, Matthew James, so we switched it to be James uh, Matthew. James Matthew. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, and Watson is the family name. Um, on her mum's side. Mm-hmm. So no idea what you would name your daughter. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm okay, terrible. But but you're gonna keep Sue on me. trying until you have a daughter. Yeah, yeah. All right. Or, or a healthy kid. Or a healthy kid. You know, I mean, because at the end when, of the day, some people go, "Oh no, it's a boy." Like, when are it, you guys going to stop? Are well, you guys going to stop? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if I mean, if if Christy could keep creating children with. You know, and age was an issue, and I had tons of money. I would love to have loads more kids. Mm. I want five, she wants four. So, mm. like, if I can find some pill that makes the last one twins or something. Right. I think there are twins a little bit further back in their, mm-hmm. in their uh, family tree, but um, I guess we'll see. We'll, we'll keep trying, you know. So, let me let me be devil's advocate again. and for like the fourth time? Yeah, for the fourth time, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Uh, so I was watching this show with Alexia called yeah. Under the Banner of Heaven. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you've gotten the chance to see it yet, yet. but just to kind of give you like a general synopsis, it's about a Mormon detective back in the 80s. Now, this is based on a true story. Back in the 80s, yeah. this Mormon detective in Utah is trying to figure out who murdered this Mormon wife and decapitated this like 15 month old oh, little baby girl okay I mean, we, this is based this is this is based on facts sure. this happened back in the 80s right, right. No, yeah, yeah. now <clears throat> the one of the big takeaways that i took from that show yeah. was what one of the characters said about now i feel like this this although might be um coming from a mormon i feel like this can be mm, utilized or i guess the concept behind it can be used with any kind of person from any kind of background and so what this character says is something along the lines of why would i keep my wife in that prison When she needs to be free. The prison of pregnancy. The prison of pregnancy. The prison of having kids. The prison of the wife having a child. And then she has to put off her life for another two, three years. Because, you know, next thing you know, in the Mormon community, they're popping out another kid. Right? And so that's what the character said. Why would I keep my wife, something along the lines, why would I keep my wife in that prison yeah. 
when I want her to be free, right? How does that statement make you feel in terms of you wanting more for Christy? Because I know you want more for Christy. I know that. I know you. You want her to be more than just a mom, right? But what's wrong with being a mom? There's absolutely nothing wrong with being a mom. Like, I'm, I'm very... And so, at, at the end of the day, yeah. that's all that she is going to be, a mom and a wife. That's great. But what if Christy wants more out of life? I mean, you mentioned it. Yeah. She went to go to these... She went to go get her education done. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, has she had the opportunity to apply that education in real life? No. And I'll admit, that's not something we've ever talked about really much at all. But she's... She's never complained about having kids, you know. And she's a little bit older. She's five years older than me. Okay. I'm 32. She's 37. Um, wow. So, you know, generally for females, the, like, biological pregnancy clock ticks a little bit faster, you know. Oh, I mean, because yeah. they're incubating, they're making the baby, right? Yeah, they only All have... we're doing is planting a bit of seed and hoping it works. They only have X amount of years before they hit menopause. Generally. I mean, you know, some women can have babies very late. But, you know, it's much higher risk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, I mean, kids are, kids are a very big thing for both of us. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's not as much of a problem. Like it's not. So it's not a prison for you guys. I don't think so. But it's a valid point you said in terms of like work. And I know particularly in America, like it's a big thing Like okay, have your kid, then go to work, particularly for the female. Right. Whereas for us, like from New Zealand, from a Bible point of view, like, it's it's a wonderful thing. Like, it's women in the Bible are just being, like, a godly mother and, like, raising her kids is just an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's sad sometimes. And I'm not saying that everyone does this, mm -hmm. that society can... And I'm not saying you're doing this either. Like right, right, right. I think it's sad sometimes that society can beat that down. I'm like, think about it, okay? The role of a mother is... Um, so influential in your children's life because mm. if you're in a typical not typical godly god set this up this way mm -hmm. um not that he said right you go to work man and she stays at home it, it's it's in the bible read your bible um you go to work as a man and she stays at homes with the kids is it is it a tough job being a, a mother yeah is it a tough job going to work whether it's behind a desk or building or whatever both are tough in their own way mm -hmm. both are taxing in their own way you you shouldn't compare the two because that just leads to argument and resentment and stress. Okay. Um, just realize that they're both important and just leave it at that. So then how does it make you feel to be the sole provider then? It's I mean, tough. Isn't, isn't that tough in and of itself? I'm sure that there are yeah. times where you would wish that you would get some help, right? Yeah, and I mean, God willing, I'm looking into that because we're going to visit my family, God willing, in the, on the February the 3rd. Mm. I... I my resignation in advance days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. weird. I've never resigned from a job before. Really? No. Have you ever gotten fired? Yeah, I've gotten fired and resigned within two years. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right? <Okay. laughs> um, but yeah, I sort of officially resigned on February the 2nd. Um, and, you know, I, I have something else potentially lined up. You know, I'll probably have, my estimate, maybe two weeks to a month of getting the stuff I need to finalize that in my other potential job it, it looks likely but I, I just need to figure some things out so in this new potential job basically what i'm hearing is chrissy wouldn't need to per se 
get a job. No, it's it'll pay a lot more. It would pay the, a lot more. And the family insurance after six months is phenomenal. But how does that make you feel as a dad, bro? Because to there's, me, the what pressure? What yeah, I'm understanding, yeah, no, there's there pressure. Is. There's pressure, and on top of that, I'm sure there's gonna be lots of hours that you're gonna have to be working, right? Possibly. I mean, and I've, hours that you're gonna be missing out on on your kid. I know, and I've always and said your kids. That, yeah, I've always said that at the job that I'm at. I have no problem doing long hours occasionally if needed. And if we need to, like, it, we're, we're blessed enough for me to not need to work crazy hours. And in the role that I'm in, I don't need to. Like, with service, you know, if you're going to fix someone's TV, you stay there till it's fixed or until you just, you can't fix it, then you leave, you know, even if it's 10 at night. Mm. And I did it for a while. I'm like, I can't do that. Mm. But I've always said that if I have to, like, if needs must, I will work to provide for my family. And so you've encountered those situations yeah. already. And I know my, my dad did that for years. I think he was more of a workaholic. Mm -hmm. But when I think back, even though my dad didn't provide me with maybe some of the skills and things that I would have liked from a father growing up. Mm. Um, and I was actually talking to my sister a few hours ago that, you know, um, I was showing her some of the tools I had. Like, oh, wow, does James play with them? Like, yeah, maybe not some of the more dangerous ones, but as often as I can, I let him touch them and play with them and use them. Because mm. I, love my, I love my mistakes. dad. But yeah, I want I want my kids to grow up like that. I want them to be as involved as possible. And that's a that's been a kind of a big learning thing. Being a father is or a parent is um, involve your kids as much as you can, mm. even if it takes five to ten to a hundred times longer. Yeah. yeah <laughs> even yeah. if things break, even mm. if it's stressful and is a mess, and you're late to some event. Mm -hmm. Involve your kids as much as you can. I mean, so, sometimes, um, like, literally a few minutes before, I think, was it you or Alexia said, hey, come for dinner. Um, James wanted to come with me, and I'm like, but darling, I've got to take a shower real quick. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to have a shower with me. <laughs> and and then we go, and then, like, hey, you want to, guys want to come for dinner? Like, I guess we're all going. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, by the way. Of course, um, That was sweet. But, um... It's so rewarding seeing him, you know, just learning things that I guess I take for granted now. That either I've taught myself or figured out or someone else has shown me other than my dad. Like, my dad did welding and stuff at home and all I did was kind of watch him. He never showed me. Mm. But again, it comes down to me just making peace with... Like, it's it's not him. Like, it's just... Even though it's never been diagnosed, it's just some chemistry or imbalance of chemistry in his brain that just limited or stopped him from being able to share those kind of things with his only son is, is that what you're faulting then you're faulting his mental health yeah i mean because what else would it be mm. and it's of course an unknown like i've got no way of knowing that if he didn't have that if he would be i guess more of a father mm -hmm. i don't know well let me let me challenge you then yeah what if that's just how he was raised Right? Maybe. What if his dad, your grandpa, never taught him things? And so because he grew up that way, yeah, he raised you the same way. Because that's what he learned. He learned to not learn from dad. So why would I teach my son if that's how I was raised? Yeah, I've, I've literally never actually thought of that. I've always thought just bipolar because like, why would it be anything else? Well, it's just I don't want you to leave this thinking that it was it's always been his mental health's fault 
Yeah. I mean, look, man, I got mental health issues my, yeah. myself. I think we all do as a society, as an individual. We all have some kind of form or manifestation of mental health problems. Yeah. But I don't want you to leave this thinking that it was his mental health's fault that enabled him, or not enabled, gave him, or how can I put this? <laughs> <laughs> Did not allow him to teach you how to be a man. Yeah. I want you to leave yeah. this thinking, what if that's just how he was raised? Is it really his fault at the end of the day? No, it's not. No. Whether it's his mental health's fault, the way you want to think about it, or, or maybe that's just the way he was raised, but at the end of the day, it's not his fault. Yeah. But how can you place the blame on his mental health if maybe that's just how he was raised, man? Yeah. And honestly, I don't know tons about his parents... It's weird, for as emotional and as open as I am, my mum and dad have never really talked a lot about their family. Like, every now and then, okay, yo, you just, you shared a story and I've never heard that before. Have you ever asked? Have you ever asked, hey dad, how I, were you raised? It's been, it's been on my plan to ask them when we visit. Um, like, I, I thought of that in the months after we visited last time, like, yo, this whole load of questions, because we were there slightly less... It was like five weeks. I came back slightly earlier. Mm. This time, God willing, we're going for about seven weeks in New Zealand. Mm. Um, I need to actually make a list. I've got a lot to do in the next few weeks. Let me let me put to you this way, man. The way that I was raised, my dad, bless his heart, he did as much as he could for his family, right? Yeah. But I can't fault him. And I can't put blame on him for being the man that I am today because I know how he was raised. Yeah. I've asked multiple times and I, I've been blessed with the opportunity to have asked my grandpa while he was still alive. Rest in peace. He died, um, I think he died two years ago. Um wow. But before he did, I, I when I grew up in Mexico, I had all the opportunity to ask him and i did i would always ask him like hey hey grandpa you know como 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 criaste a mi papá how did you raise my dad or yeah. you know como crecieron how did you guys grow up cool. and you want to know some crazy shit man yeah. my dad didn't have a childhood straight up by the time that my dad was like 8 or 9 he was okay my dad is the oldest of of his siblings right. okay yeah. so he's the oldest basically second dad yeah. okay yeah. this is back in the 1950s and 60s my dad is the firstborn, and he's got uh two little brothers and one sister he's the oldest okay my grandpa owned a store in the village back in mexico my grandpa owned a store and my grandma bless her heart was always sick Okay, now, because my grandma was always sick, because my grandpa owned the store and was always busy with work, and because my grandpa had a drinking problem, okay, my dad had to step into the shoes of being essentially a second father for his siblings because 
of the inability of my grandpa to have done that. Now, what did that look like? My dad would get on a donkey and he would travel up the mountains and he would go harvest wood. He would go with his little axe, he would go chop up some wood so that the house would have wood for the uh, wood-fired fucking kitchen stove top. Yeah, yeah, for the heat and all that. He would go take care of the fields. He would go, you know, he would go plow the 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 the, the fields with with the one cow that my grandpa probably had back in the day, and he would make sure that the that the fields were being harvested properly with the corn that they would want to grow, or maybe the chiles, maybe the fucking beans, whatever whatever they decided that they were going to plant. My dad had to do that. Fast forward, okay. Fast forward. Did my dad play with me when I was a kid? Probably not. not. From what I remember, very seldomly did my dad play with me. Why? Because my dad was always working. My dad... That's all he knew. From... for, for, For what you know and for what my audience doesn't know, half of my life I grew up in Mexico. Another half I grew up here. Okay? When I lived here in the States, my dad would always go work. He was always working. And when he was home, he was either watching TV or, or, or just chilling on the couch. But would he ever play with me? No, he wouldn't. When we lived in Mexico and in the, in the ranch that, that my parents owned, what did we do? He would work on the fields. He never played with me. Is that his fault? For a long time, bro. For a long time. I always thought it was his fault, but it wasn't. No. He had to grow up fast. Wow, that makes me sad and almost, and kind of... I wish, I wish that I could have played toys with my dad. I wish that I could have played with the little fucking army soldiers with my dad. I wish that I could have fucking, he could have taken the time to to teach me things, but but he couldn't because he didn't know how. He didn't, he didn't have the tools. He didn't have the tools because that's how he was raised. Okay? Yeah. And so, I don't want you to leave this thinking that it's your dad's mental health's fault. At the end of the day, it's not his fault. But that's just how he was raised. And that's something that I need you, when you go to New Zealand in a couple of months or in a couple of weeks... I need you to find that out because if you don't know where you come from, how the fuck are you supposed to know where you're going? Yeah. No, it's, that's that's one hundred percent true. That I imagine there are so many other men and women that have that exact same story, and that are probably puzzled or blaming it on the wrong thing. And at the end of the day, like it is what it is. You've to, you've got to deal with it. But if you can have some kind of um, an answer, yeah, an some, answer, yeah. Think about it, man. Yeah, times have changed. I mean, I the only grandparent I knew, and she's still alive. Um, there was. My granddad on my mom's side was still alive too, but I was... Mm, it's honestly one of my earliest memories was being at the hospital and it was around when he died. Uh, he was like 85, 90 or something. 
So I, the only memories I have of a grandpa was my grandma. Mm. And like in her house, and it was like a loud clock and she knitted and sewed and crocheted and, um, you know, we got to watch videos on a TV and she made like amazing pies and stuff like that, pardon me. But, um, yeah, I've, I guess I've always known that dad's childhood was different and I've heard stories and occasionally I've tried to ask, but my dad's like me, he'll ramble and it will like go off. Like, Yo, I was trying to find out about your history. Mm. Um, sometimes I have to go to my auntie who's massively into family and she has this entire thing out. And But um, I knew that he grew up on a farm. I know that he probably like your dad mm-hmm. did stuff at a young age. I don't know if because he was the oldest. Was your dad the oldest too? I think he's pretty close to it. And that might explain it a lot. Then. It's possible. I know that he has a... My auntie Bueller, he has a brother in Perth, which is about as far as like New York is from Vegas mm-hmm. in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's not the oldest, he's in the middle. But he, I think he did a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. And he, he went through a lot of different jobs. Like he worked at a glassworks making glass. He even we even have a few things at home that he made in his spare time on break, just blowing glass. Mm. He worked at steel fabrication, so he made all of the stainless steel benches that we have at a ecclesial hall, a church mm. hall. Like all of it, he and another brother made. Mm. Um, he built fences for the longest time. Every time he would tell the story of how he's missing two thirds of his wedding finger, his fingers look like. Small sausages, like You're fat. You're joking. They're, uh, like, in his prime, a, I don't know of anyone that could, like, take him. Now nah, he's old, he's, his, his physical body, his physical body, his physical <laughs> body, I don't know. Like, his, his body has been hammered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Carried, like, a six to ten posts, like, heavy, um, I'm trying to convert it to Imperial, like, 15, 20 foot posts, like heavy, like this is like H3 outside grade wet timber on his shoulders. Damn. Like he's, he's, he's had a heavy physical job. Right. A heavy physical life. Um, and now he's at home and he's, he's got green fingers. Oh fuck. So when we, like he. Wait, what is green fingers? He's very good at the garden. Like gardening. Oh really? Like vegetables. Okay, 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 okay. He, for as much as he is a hoarder, I'm dealing with it right now with my sisters, mm-hmm. before we go over, the fact that he's kept is the amount of fence posts that he has has allowed him to build, um, I'm going to say maybe 15, like 3 by 8 or 3 by 10 planter boxes throughout the property. Wow. And, like, you know, at one point he would plant three or four of them to be corn but he would stagger them and like another three or four of them tomatoes and then a few more would be like cabbages and broccoli and cauliflower <laughs> we had a church camp once do you have green fingers too a little bit like i feel like my sister's more main because she the job that she had at the time um she worked for a company that um would look after people that uh, had disabilities and things. And mm. so there'd be a lot of like little bits where she wasn't working and then, mm. oh, go back to the job. And then at home, go back to the job. So she'd go out there and like weed and stuff. It's, it is pretty rewarding. Yeah. And one of my sisters, her and her husband, they have a tree nursery. They grow exotic and non-exotic New Zealand trees. Um, who incidentally, her segue, who incidentally, yeah. her husband was a stunt double for Gimli. Shut so up. That's my like, claim to fame. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and 85% of the time that you see Gimli, 
Yeah. Running around, jumping off a castle, fighting someone. Wait, Gimli from where? Lord of the Rings. Ah, Lord of the Rings, Gimli. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. We got yeah. we got a celebrity over here. And he he funny story. He trained a lot of the other big actors like Orlando Bloom, Virgo Mortensen, and I don't know. I remember them and no one else on how to like do basic martial arts, how to ride horses, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. I don't know if he taught. Mm, what's the face the actor Arwen that did like that scene in the river with the wraiths who knows Uh, the daughter from the band of uh, I think they're ACDC Arwen the the female writer right yeah 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 yeah. Um, but he like he taught a lot of them he worked on a lot of the stunts (coughs) and to be honest a lot of the stunt doubles in the Lord of the Ring movies weren't paid that much Mm. But his takeaway from all of it is it was a, an amazing experience. He had a lot of surgeries. Oh, I bet. Like, he had his, his knee reconstructed, like, twice. Jesus. All just from stunts. Like, he was running around in a fat suit. Like he was wearing 200-plus pounds for, like, 12-plus hours a day Fuck. as Gimli. Jesus. Jumping off and fighting and wrestling and um, nuts. Nuts, man. Um, and he's, he's a short guy. Like yeah. He's... Four feet something. No, oh, geez, that's short. Like he's not a like a midget, like tiny, tiny. Yeah. But he's he's a he's short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a dwarf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a dwarf. Oh um, shit! All right, Isaac. Well, you know what, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here today, man. And time, and it, you know, it means a lot. Yeah, it means no, a the, lot. These kind of chats are important. I mean, you, and having this kind of open genuine platform where you can just talk about anything you don't know where it's going it's not planned it's never planned and that those kind of conversations are generally the best i find because like if it's planned you don't know if what you're gonna what you're gonna end up talking about yeah exactly yeah you know and you could dig into something that you didn't want to maybe talk about or you hadn't even thought of exactly so i appreciate you too i appreciate what you're doing um i hope that this takes off and the other people kind of pop in and have a listen or collaborate because i mean look man at the end of the day i just want all kinds of dads to have a voice yeah and sometimes it's hard to have that voice with our with our own partners right yeah and and even then with the suicide rate that's going on right now statistically speaking how men are higher prone to suicide compared to women i mean look man there's so much shit that we hold up that we're taught to hold against our own will that we're taught to not share and it's fucking hard being a dad it's fucking hard being a husband it's fucking hard being a brother a son you name it man it is fucking hard for us okay not to you know like a serious note but my brother-in-law and my wife's best friend's husband's friend um and that between the like the last three to four years like they've both committed suicide oh we're talking about chris's friend so yeah christy's brother and then chris's friend oh fuck that was christy's brother yeah matt so james oh okay i thought we were talking about the other one. Oh no 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 i mean right okay right he's essentially dead to the family for a different reason gotcha 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 um it sucks i mean i I can honestly say that I I haven't had 
true suicidal thoughts, but I've had some thoughts where if I if I entertained them long enough, I can I can see where people that deal heavily with depression, and I'll be honest, for the longest time, I've I've had enough friends that go, oh, I have anxiety. I'm like, what is this shit, you know? But um, I found that via my mother-in-law when I had, um, I don't like needles, mm. you know. I've had a few operations in the past, but mm. I've passed out when I've concentrated too hard trying to put a contact in my eye. Oh, jeez. The lady came, like, are you all right? Like, yeah, I was trying to put a contact in. So I, I just stick with glasses right now. Um, but when I woke up at Costco, having had my second COVID shot, um, and they like, yay, you're the first person we've had to pull the, call the paramedics for. What do you mean? <laughs> what? And my mother, my mother-in-law, she's an amazing woman. I can, anyway, um, I don't appreciate her enough, but she's like, well, maybe it's just, maybe it is anxiety. And that's honestly the first time that either I've entertained the idea or, or I've realized that maybe I do have some kind of anxiety. And so there's, like you say, there's so much pressure that men have. I don't know why it is men versus women. It's probably more the, like, British, right, pop a concrete pill and harden up and just shut up. It's like, well, no. I think that, like I was saying earlier, there's a good part of... Um, sometimes you just have to suck the suck. Men yeah. and women alike. Yeah. But there are other times when things are hard and the fact that guys and girls i guess but we're talking more about dudes when dads aren't able to talk to someone because of either their upbringing or there's just like there's not a support group Mm -hmm. like i don't know statistically how many dad support groups around the world Mm. maybe not many hopefully Mm. we can we can be the statistical change to or change that yeah but um just just call out like Ending your life is. It's 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 not the answer. Like I, it's not. I I know that people have different views on this, but and particularly with, um, my wife's best friend's family and ours, we have different views on this. But to think that my late brother-in-law is in heaven, looking down at his three boys that he's left behind. He's and, not and, and he's like happy with that the no. fact that he killed himself and he's looking down that there's that he was the glue that allowed us to be able to see them mm-hmm. like one of his boys we only got to spend three days sort of a, three or four hours on each day like a couple of weeks ago we hadn't seen him I didn't realize for like two years yeah but when he was alive even despite the fact that he wasn't making ends meet and the father-in-law working as a pilot and earning as much as he did was the reason why Matt was able to survive Mm. and see his kids. Matt was the one that, because he was the father, he, we were able to see his kids, but Mm. now that he's gone, one of them's in Florida, one of them's in California. We just saw them recently. The other's here in Vegas, but he's a teenager and he does his thing. Mm. There's, there's no good thing in that. There's, there isn't. There's, there's, there's always something more that you can do. You just, you've got to talk to someone. You're not alone. Seriously, there's... You just got to... As hard as it is, death is not the answer. No, it's never. No. Um, just talk to someone. Please. 
I mean, yeah, I don't need to hang on the heavy note. <laughs> no, 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 man, you're good, you're good. And like, I, I try and tell myself every day, like, hey, when people go, hey, how's it going? Like, well, I'm alive. Yeah. I woke up this morning. I was, I was blessed enough to be able to roll out of bed, wake up to my alarm, realize that I got my stuff sorted the night before, and maybe I can chill on the couch for 20 minutes on my phone, and go, oh, I better eat some breakfast. I, I'm, like, when I think about it, I'm blessed in so many ways, but... I know some people probably have it a lot harder than I do, and that's a blessing for for me and my wife. But and you know what, man? That's that's what we're here for. Hey, exactly. That's what we're here for, and and I just want everyone out there to know that you're you're not alone. Okay, you're not alone, and I, and I appreciate you guys for coming to today's um, podcast session with my buddy, good good buddy of mine, Isaac. All right. Good. Now, stay tuned and. Uh, Thank you for coming to today's episode, guys. We'll be in touch.